Welcome to Creative Conversations with Dion. I am Dion White, and I am your host. August is back to school month here on the podcast, and I will be featuring young creatives of all types. This is episode six. Today's guest is the talented and fearless Maggie McDonald of Spartanburg, South Carolina. Maggie is a student at Converse College and studying to get her degree in studio art. She is a painter inspired by the ocean, and her work carries a West Coast vibe. She is also a wedding calligrapher, a muralist, and printmaker, and co-owns the Kindred Spirits Boutique with her mother, which is an artisan boutique carrying one-of-a-kind handmade items here in the upstate of South Carolina. Let's welcome Maggie to the podcast. Hello. Hi, Maggie. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing really good. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> I was really excited uh, to reconnect with you and um, just telling the listeners a little bit about how we met. It was actually through a mutual friend and, you know, you were exhibiting and participating in a first Friday studio crawl in Greenville, South Carolina. And it just so happens that you needed a musician and my daughter fit the bill for that night because she was a ukulele player. <laughs> it was meant to be. It was meant to be. So tell us a little bit of, uh, about yourself, who you are, where you are, and what you do right now. Okay, so my name is Maggie McDonald and I'm an artist living and working in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I grew up in San Diego um, in California, so uh, a lot of my work is inspired by the ocean, by the West Coast, by that kind of lifestyle and that vibe over there. Um, I'm a painter, I'm a wedding calligrapher, I do a lot of murals, and then I do printmaking as well. So my work is kind of all across the board. Um, I'm kind of in a transition phase right now with my work. I was kind of in a, a blue period for a while, and I'm kind of starting to branch out. So I'm really excited to see where my work is going. Um, where it's how it's changed over the past couple of months so it's it's a really exciting transition time for me I'm still a um, senior at Converse College I'm a studio art major and I think that's it (laughs) awesome well you're probably living the dream of uh, many what many artists like dream of so um, I just want to ask you some questions about your journey and you know a little bit about life and what that looks like for you on a daily basis and where you think this is going kind of thing. So um, you mentioned West Coast, and I was going to tell you for sure, I feel that vibe. I see that vibe in your work. Your work to me, I would describe your color palette as, for me, it's fresh and very calming. Um, I do, too, also have a love for the water and the beach, so I get that. But you also have this amazing way of using tone-on-tone color um that really sets a mood i believe and it just kind of washes over the soul but then you have this unique ability to throw in pops of color and geometric styles that just work so you have a great eye for design and well thank you i appreciate that that's really flattering (laughs) you evidently have been doing this a long time so tell us a little bit what that looked like growing up um since you were young and how did you know you wanted to go this way as an artist? So I actually started painting when I was four years old with my grandmother in her little basement in San Diego. We had a little art studio down there and we would spend our days, our um, grandma, grandchild days painting. That's all. That's like, that was our thing. That's what we did. So um, I've loved painting since I was little. I kind of 
I guess, realized it's what I wanted to really do with my life in high school. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, I mean, it's like always been my dream to be a painter, but um, I kind of like, I guess, kicked in gear in high school. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to do this. I actually started selling work in like maybe the 10th grade. So that's amazing. um, But it's been a lifelong passion of mine. I I mean, I've never really been like, wow, I want to do you know, I want to be a doctor. I've never, <laughs> never had that, but I also don't have the brain for that. So maybe it's a good thing that that's not my, my ideal career path. But um, yeah, I've just, I just always loved create and my mother's a seamstress and she makes jewelry. And so I just come from a really creative family. So it's kind of not been expected, but it's just kind of always been a part of our lives. So it kind of was an easy, um, an easy choice for me just to, decide that that's what I want to do especially with a family that's also creative because they're extremely supportive and um I've never felt like I wasn't allowed to pursue it so I think that's the key right there um because I can resonate with you on a lot of levels thinking back to myself um you know goodness 30 years ago being 16 and spending the majority of my days um in school in the art classroom um designing sketching you know um fashion and painting and it was what I wanted to do and my dad um, he's an amazing man an intellectual he was a history teacher but he became an attorney so he was very much that you've got to find a career that's really going to support yourself (laughs) so um, if I was going to go into art it had to look a little bit more different had to be a little bit more structured very so and it had to make sense to him you know and so but my mom on the other hand like your mom was a creative um, she her first love was music but she was also very visual creatively uh, color and coloring and painting and you know just had a a class of style and so uh, for fashion and I for fashion and so I think there's a balance of that in my life now I'm trying to find that with not just my visual art but my writings as well it's really a lifelong journey and it's that thing like you said it's like you didn't just like wake up and go I want to be an artist it's I think when you're born like that it's just an inherent thing and it grows and you grow into what you're supposed to do basically and I feel really strongly that if you are you know, there's a lot, I know a lot of people who are like, what are you going to do when you grow up? And they're like, oh, I don't know. You know, like if you have something, mm-hmm. if you have that thing, like, I feel like it's almost like wrong to not pursue it, you know, because you kind of have that gift of that's the thing that you're like made to do, called to do, you know, et cetera. You can call it whatever you want. But I feel like if you are one of the lucky ones who like, you know, gets that. Yeah. Then I feel like you absolutely like it's your job to, you know, to no, I agree. that. You know? I agree. I agree. I completely agree. And it, it becomes, um, yeah, kind of a responsibility like, hey, this is the gift I was given. This is the love yeah, exactly. and passion I have. Exactly. And this is what I should be doing because more than likely you'll excel at that because you are gifted at it and your passion is there as well, I feel. Absolutely. Because so many times there's people just, I think, spinning their wheels in life. And this is honestly where my son is right now with he's a creative he does photography and video and he has a great passion for the film industry and for quality and excellence and you know just bringing um even more family-friendly stuff to the screen um for the day and age that we're in of just bringing stuff that's has true meaning and so Mm -hmm. but he's in that place of like well do I go to school do I not go to school because I think that 
we're in the place now in the world where you can get ahead and if you're just really good at what you do and you show you have the experience. And so you are getting very experienced <laughs> in so many areas. You have design kind of under your belt. You have stationary design. You, um, I mean, and you even, I don't know who does your photography, but your photography is great. And well, thank you. I actually, um, well, half of it. Okay. So half of it's Kevin Bradner, who's phenomenal. And half of it's me with my, <laughs> I bought a nice camera and I was like trying really hard to, you know, it's kind of one of those things that's really convenient to be able to do yourself. So yes. I'm trying to learn baby steps. Well, baby steps. I think the <laughs> technology industry is helping us with our smartphones to be better photographers on the, yeah, on absolutely. the, you know, on the spot kind of thing. But, you know, talking about your, um, what was it like, you know, like selling work as a teenager? Cause I mean, I wasn't selling work as a teenager. I tried and I tried in many shows, but um, it just. What is it like? What is it um, like? What was it like? You're like, hey, I'm making money with art. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, what was it like? Um, I guess it's like kind of just. This sounds terrible, but after the first couple of times, it was kind of, I just kind of expected it. Like I expected to sell work. Does that make sense? Like. You know, no. the first time I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm 12. Like, this is so cool. Not 12. I was, like, 16, maybe. Like, this is so cool. But then at some point, it kind of kicked in gear. I was like, this is what I want to do. And then you just kind of start to get into the groove of it, start making work, start putting yourself out there. And at some point, you go to enough shows, you start expecting that. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's not even huge. Not even, like, in, like, a cocky way, like, oh, I'm going to sell work. But just, like, for yourself and for other people, get a little bit of confidence and just – you have to kind of bolster yourself and say, my work is worthy of the purchase, you know? Come on. That's... And then at some point it yeah. just became kind of like a second nature thing. I don't know that there was ever like, I mean, there was a learning curve, of course, as with everything, but I don't think it was ever like an initial point at which I was like, Oh, like some aha moment. I think it was just kind of a, like a gradual transition into like gaining confidence and learning how to price things. And it's kind of a whole it, yeah like journey and yep. that's not the right word journey is not the right word but um well, it's a trial process. trial and it error a it's a process it's a trial and error kind of thing at times and you know especially as an emerging or young up-and-coming artist you know you tend to not necessarily be looked down on but yet your value isn't where the market needs it to be yet and you know it's kind of like all it takes is one really I feel Absolutely. like discovery and one person to really believe in you and you said it it builds your confidence and when you sell your work um it builds your confidence not just in yourself but in your gift and it validates you um yeah. I and I think that's kind of where the expectation comes from as you start to sell work you kind of can just expect that uh, well at least for me like when I go into it I think all right I need for one person to fall in love with one thing mm-hmm. and that's all it's going to take for it to be successful today so just I guess not, it's not a coincidence. Expect that the Lord's going to bring me that one person and then it's kind of a non-issue, you know? I love that. <laughs> I, yep. know, I know a lot of people who kind of stress out and it's like an, it's an overwhelming thing to put yourself out there. But I think if you walk into it with a little bit of expectation that things are going to go right and if they don't, I'm not, I'm not like prone to being like super disappointed or down on myself. So I, that's not really mm-hmm. something that I like have to worry about altogether that much. It's not like if I go in expecting one sale. Right. That if I don't get it, I'm going to like go home crying because I'm just not really that kind of person. Right. But um, 
I don't know. I think I think it's okay to kind of expect from expect that of yourself, you know? Yeah. Like to put place that kind of confidence and value in your work that you can, you know, kind of bolster yourself up and think, all right, I'm worthy of this one and this person and, you know, kind of just to have a little bit of confidence that things are gonna fall in your direction. Well, I completely agree and I think expectation is is, you know, a key and it's kinda of like the law of attraction, you know. <laughs> you what you what you are you attract or what you expect you subtract kind of thing you know but I agree and I've gotten to the place that um like for me it's like my art's not for everybody but there is it is for Absolutely. some people and if I'm just doing the job of putting it out there then I'm doing my job you know and like you said you're putting yourself on display you're put, not just putting your work on display but you're putting yourself out there um on display and it because our art is you know it's an inner reflection of things that inspire us and it's part of our of who we are and so you're really putting yourself on display when you put your work out there so yeah absolutely. kudos to you girl another thank you another thing that i've been told is that you know people tell you to lower your expectations yeah and so you don't get disappointed you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think for me at least the way my brain is wired i think it's important for me to have a little bit of like you know, that expectation that something, I mean, at least for me, that's worked at this point. I mean, to walk into things with the confidence and the knowledge that um, even if something, something doesn't sell, that I'm going to like hold my head high and expect the best of my work and of myself as I talk to people, as I interact with customers, you know, like that. So that's kind of my little rule. Keep my head up and um, that's good. Kind of also celebrating where I'm at, even if it's just one piece, two pieces, it doesn't really matter. It's not the not always about the sales but it's about how far I've come if that makes sense oh since you know in the past five years well you're you're uh, speaking to me right now <laughs> just remembering you know even like how far you've come and celebrating those small wins um in life and that's that's a that's a great word right there for for real so maybe at the end and close of the podcast you can reiterate um about the expectation and celebrating that because I want you to leave, you know, some other listeners and especially young artists with a great, you know, word of encouragement, but absolutely. speaking <laughs> of, you were talking about talking to people. And so talking about your art, I love talking about my art. I really do. And I love explaining it and I love to explain process. So where do you usually derive you don't live on the West Coast, right? So where do you uh -uh. usually derive your inspiration from? Um, you just took a trip. And how does that process happen? Like, hey, I'm going to paint this. Okay, that is interesting. I'm not really a sketcher like most people. Me like neither. I'm not either. <laughs> I don't sketch. I don't. I'm not good at like keeping track. I'm not good at scheduling. I'm not good at any of that. So honestly, most of it just comes from either memory or I'll just sit down and something will happen. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not the kind of person that plans things out. I don't pay like I'm not a I'm not a careful person like my personality is not like okay let me let me situate this sketch it all out first and then paint like it's just kind of like a, all right let me get started I'm not really a um a planner so that being said a lot of my work is like just drawn from some deep place in my brain I, I honestly don't know where most of it comes from I think a lot of it's just memory and like the love of the ocean you know spent a lot of time in the water and so that kind of plays a part and I just took a trip to um, Spain and France so I walked the Camino which is a 35 day 
um, hike across the top of Spain. So I didn't do the whole thing. I only did 16 days, but um, I did do my best to kind of keep a little short journal for that. So just memories from that. And while I was over there, a lot of the architecture kind of spoke to me. So yes, um, yes. I kind of started a whole series based on architecture and windows and gates. And there's just like, I took pictures on my phone, which is kind of how I documented that. So a lot of it comes from photography as well. So the shape series, like the architecture series that I'm currently working on, that's a lot of photos. Mm -hmm. So I would say we are probably very similar. I love architecture. I was just in Chicago and I'm just, it stops me in my tracks because I see color and texture that people probably walking by who aren't creative or have artist eyes don't see a lot of times or you see the mosaic tiles that create a beautiful yeah. archway um, in the cultural center there. And so I, I too, I'm very much in tune to architecture um, and just the contrast of it against landscape and water and color. And so I would say we're probably very similar in that. I'm not myself even like an excellent uh, like drawer. I, I do sketch like in my little sketchbook, like if I have an idea, I might sketch that in a sketchbook. But usually when it comes to my paintings, I, I just, I begin, I just paint. Actually, I sketch with the paint. I'll, I'll just kind of sketch out my lines or. Yeah, the sim- most simplistic structure. Of yeah, it. for blocking in stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and so, but I think a lot of people who are more like, I'm, I'm surprised because as a studio artist. I'm not sure. Do they teach like gritting and all that kind of drawing stuff? So, yeah, I've taken two drawing courses, which um, I've, I mean, I can draw pretty good. I just choose not to. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's that like I'm not I'm an impatient person. You know, I don't I don't plan. I don't I just it's yeah. Um, by nature, I'm just kind of I want to start, you know. Well, your I just, spirit, I, you have a free wanna, spirit. want to get there. Yeah, yeah. And, Which yeah, is let's probably just... something that I need to be working on over time. It's probably better to be a little bit more patient, but. but that's all process and that's part of who you are. And, you know, I like, you know, it depends on if I'm working on a small piece or a large piece, the small piece brings greater fulfillment quicker. <laughs> exactly. You know, You've got that, that finish point comes faster. So you get to celebrate the end a little bit sooner. Yeah. So you work on mainly larger scale pieces. Mm-hmm. What is your like average or favorite size? My favorite size is a 48 by 60, which is a four foot by five foot. Yeah. So um, I don't, I think I just, I think I just don't like being limited. Mm-hmm. So having that big of a space to work with is kind of liberating. I think it's that's like, right. go ahead. I'm sorry. You don't have to, there's no, like, you don't have to like confine the size of anything. Cause you've got, you know, it's like life size. It's the size. It's like my size, like the size of it's me. my size. <laughs> so I love well, that. I'm six foot. So like, I, I'm just kind of a big person. Maybe I just like, I don't know. It feels kind of grand that way. Well, it, yeah. Well, it gives a great presence you know, um, in size like that too, you know, it's there, but I think it's interesting how, like, for me, I look at a 48 by 60 and say, oh my gosh, that's so intimidating. How am I going to fill this thing? (laughs) And, and, you know, and I go back to my little small art and working my way up again. And so I actually have a 48 by 60 canvas rolled up in my garage waiting for something to be done on it. Well, awesome. You need to get on it. Well, so with those big sizes, you must have a pretty good space to work in. So, yeah, I actually own a store um, in downtown Spartanburg, and so my studio is in the back of it. We've got kind of like this dungeon area. It's maybe 10 foot wide, and then it's like 
50 feet long. So it's like kind of a big back room. So that's my, my workspace. Um, that's a fabulous side, spirit. So anyone who's in Spartanburg who wants to go to the kindred spirits, a little plug there. <laughs> I was going to give you opportunity to plug it anyways. Oh, Tell us, okay. go ahead. Well, we're talking about it. Tell us about kindred spirits. Okay. So there, um, there's the another spirits. person involved in this with you. <laughs> yeah. So the kindred spirits is an all one of a kind handmade locally sourced artisan boutique. So, We've got 64 different artists just from the upstate, um, from Spartanburg, Greenville, and the upstate areas of South Carolina. Um, we've got ceramics, um, wall art, jewelry, pottery, I said pottery, um, woodworking, candle making, anything you can think of, we probably have it. So um, it's me and my mother. We started, began it two years ago, and it's kind of our little passion project. It started as kind of not a joke, but, you know, it wasn't altogether that serious, and um, since our doors opened, we've just been growing and growing and growing. So we're excited to see where it takes us in the future. And for now, we are thrilled to be the, the home of 64 local artists. So it's kind of a big deal. That is a big deal. <laughs> how, many, how many people have joined us? You know, it's like a, it's become a real community effort. Yes. And I hate that I'm so far away. So <laughs> maybe one day that'll change. But um, I, I've watched uh, just in a short amount of time, you guys progress and the success of your store and it's just your items you carry are beautiful so oh, well you. well you know well done and a great eye there for design and things that people you know because that is something that is to be proud of because it's not easy to make a go of a store let alone an art store or craft store so the fact that it's growing in popularity and success is, a, is an awesome thing Thank you. I appreciate that. So for as far as, you know, you're creating in this amazing size room, 50 feet, that's awesome. Um, Well, actually, it's the whole thing's not mine. I've got like a 10 by 10 back corner is blocked off for um, a local floral artist. And then part of it is used for like the classroom space. Okay. So it kind of, it kind of shifts back and forth. I'm sure it's a great space no matter what, though, to be creative in so so do you have go-to music that you like to listen to um yeah I'm like really into jazz right now I don't know what it is me too I love indie I'm like obsessed with Etta James like I don't know what it is uh-huh. but she's incredible um and then just indie music any kind of just like soft background music Sometimes I try to work in quiet and kind of have some meditation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I blast music. It just depends on the mood. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. Well, I, I can resonate with you there. I love jazz a lot of times, even big band or and classical. And I'll do some days meditative depending, but it really just depends on, on the mood, I think, or what I'm painting as well. Well, so tell me just a little, I want to know, do you speak other languages? Because you went to Spain and France. Yeah, so I speak um, very, uh, just like conversational Spanish. Like if I tried to like teach you a recipe, like I couldn't do that, but I can get around pretty well with my Spanish. And then I speak fluent German. My family's actually German, so. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, but I didn't really use much German. It was mostly Spanish and then like my really, really broken French. So (laughs) (laughs) like when I say broken, I mean very like, I know like maybe seven words. Yeah, yeah. That was interesting. So how did that serve you, like, getting around France? Did you seem to do okay? So, yeah, I only had, like, one instance where I was kind of like, oh, maybe I should have planned better. But, you know, other than that, it was pretty good for kind of, like, a seated fly of my 
what, do you, what is it called? You fly by the seat of your pants. Fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah, <laughs> kind um, of thing. So I, the last four days I was supposed to keep walking. I decided that I was, you know, the whole trip was about not, you know, just like learning and doing what I wanted and kind of not um, being in my normal routine. So I decided to not walk my last four days, and I took the train and went to. France. So I went to Biarritz in France, which is like the surf capital of France. And I had the most magical time. It was absolutely wonderful. So I just went and laid on the beach for four days. And so while I was there, I took pictures of absolutely everything I saw. And that's kind of the city that's kind of sparked this new series. So I love that. I want to do that now. (laughs) I love it. And anyone who's listening, who's afraid to travel alone, I would absolutely be the advocate, like the spokesperson woman of traveling alone. It doesn't matter if you're 21, it doesn't matter if you're 40. I thought traveling alone was just like the best, the best experience. You don't have to ask anyone for permission. You don't have to ask what you should wear for dinner. You don't ask, you know, you just like, if you want pizza, you go get Italian. If you want to wear the same thing in a row, you can. Like, it's not, it's not about um, anyone else. It's about like what you want to do in that. You know, we spend so much time thinking, okay, what do you want? No, what do you want? It's kind of nice for like the first time in my life. I was like, okay, here's what I want to do. Here's what I'm going to do. And that sounds so selfish even to like to say, but it's such a liberating thing. <laughs> I don't think it sounds selfish at all because it's so exciting, you know, you're, like, you're like cultivating yourself, you know, and that is yeah. exciting. And that's actually very encouraging. I, um, I just went to Chicago and um, I didn't know anybody there and where I was going and going for the show, I was going in, I was staying with somebody that I had never met other than like one time. <laughs> on FaceTime you know and so it was just a a very trustworthy kind of thing but it felt right and I enjoyed riding the train and observing the people in the city and you know and so it was I wasn't entirely doing the trip by myself but I I do love to travel and I still have a family so you know I can't do it as often as I'd like or on the excursions that I would like but yeah, I think um, you're cultivating yourself, and this is a great time to do it. And I think that especially if you can put it into your art, it can only enhance it, I feel. So, yeah, that's amazing. So, bravo for that. I, you're very courageous. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's so funny. I had so many people ask me, like, oh, my gosh, weren't you scared all alone? And it, honestly, it didn't really cross my mind that I should be scared until all these people were asking me if I was scared. And it was kind of funny because I was like... <laughs> I guess it's just not my nature to be fearful. I don't know. I grew up with three brothers, so yeah. I think they kind of just expected that I, you know, I wasn't really allowed to be afraid of the dark. You would just kind of suck it up, you know. I still kind of am a little bit, but, yeah, you know, yeah, you just don't. So I just think I just didn't, I, didn't, I think I didn't realize I was, like, allowed to be scared. I think I just was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. Here we go, you know. Well, what I so. gather from your personality that – um that since I've met you and I've watched you and um, or followed you, I shouldn't say watched you. I've followed your, you know, your path a little bit here. And from, and just from what you said, like, sure. even when you said, like when you sold art young, you just began to like kind of expect it. You just have this um, just this boldness about you that you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. This is the way we do it. This is what we're going to do. You know, and you just kind of go, you know, just go into it with that. I don't know if that's the, if that describes you very well, but I just feel like there's definitely a courage and a boldness just to be like, 
oh yeah, this is the way it is. And this is what I'm going to do and not allow yeah. anything else to kind of tread on your mind. Cause I, that is absolutely my personality. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I pegged that good. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I kind of struggled a little bit because people, you know, modesty is really wonderful and you don't want to be so confident that you're not modest, mm-hmm. but at the same time, especially in the creatives community, you can't, you can't be the one, you know, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. You really do because mm-hmm. no one's going to build your website and promote your art and post on your Instagram and brag about the things you've done the way that you can mm-hmm. and not, not necessarily brag, but you know, share what you're up to. You kind of have to be your, be your own poster board to the world because I mean unless you're gonna like hire someone but let's be honest who has money to do that um you really do have to be your 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 you know your sales team your self-promotion your your everything so you kind of have to have a little bit of that oomph if you're going to be successful well that and you got to believe in yourself you know yeah and and that's just the business side of it that's not even like the the making of the art you know that's just purely the business aspects of the business. Oh, you're not so telling it's not me even anything. about yeah. your product. Yeah, you're not telling me so. anything. I don't, I don't know. For a long time, I felt I was self-platforming, self-promoting, yeah. and I felt really bad about that. Like, well, if I'm going to be promoted, God's going to promote me, you know, kind of thing. And here he is saying, uh, I gave you all these skills and tools. Go promote yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is why I gave you this personality. Go do it, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but I and think so- there's this deception that you're it's not humble to it's automatically cocky if you're like look at my arrogant yes yeah yeah so So, that's been a struggle for me that's definitely Mm -hmm. been a struggle for me I'm I'm really good friends with someone who's like the most humble person I've ever met and we've been going like it's this whole you know back and forth like at what point is it you know at what point is it really not you know kind of yucky to be like ah go me look what I did without you know obviously not that dramatic that was an overdramatization, but yeah, at what yeah. point is it cocky and at what point is it just confidence you know there's not really like a fine a, like a derivative line it's kind of like you there's just a lot of gray areas yeah kind of the finding that balance has been difficult for me but up until this point it served me pretty well so yeah well I would agree you know and <clears throat> I think it all comes down to if as long as you're being true to yourself and you know and it and if others view it differently, they have a different perspective, then that's not always on you, you know? Yeah, that, absolutely. So I think you're doing a great job and I don't see you being any type of like self-promoting arrogant <laughs> artsy. Well, thank you. Artsy, I appreciate you know, it. I, I think what you're doing is amazing and your work is beautiful. And like I said, it's fresh and it's calming and it's, you know, it is, there is just something very I don't know, cohesive about it. It, I think it reflects your personality well. So um, kind of just tying this up, let me, I'm going to ask you a question and it may be really easy for you to answer. Absolutely. Let's hear it. Um, so is this your ideal art life or your ideal art job or what are you looking at in the future? Are you already living so, a dream kind of thing or what? Not quite. So my dream dream would to be like a pattern designer for a large company, not working exclusively for them, but as like a, I, okay, well, I guess I'll say, I know I've, I'll know I've made it when I have like a collaboration with like Anthropology or Billabong. Come on. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, every kind of everyone's dream, honestly, yep. but I mean, my ideal life would be to wake up, paint murals, paint things, 
get commissions, have a steady line of work and do a little bit of travel here and there. I've been doing those, the other art fair events. It's hosted by Saatchi Art and they're yes. really incredible. So any artists yes. who are trying to make the next step, I would definitely suggest looking into that. It's called the other art fair. Yep. Um, so I'm going to the one in Chicago in two months. So awesome. that's exciting. Doing stuff like that is so much fun. So absolutely including that in my, my regular life, but just traveling and um, gleaning inspiration wherever I can. So yeah, and I, honestly that might change in a year. So I'm not really sure exactly um, what my big life to, like goal is, but for now where I'm at, I'm really pleased. So yeah, I think you're definitely where you're I'm at. Definitely, get, definitely getting to paint, definitely getting to play. So well, because of your age, you're how old? I'm 21. 21. I so. actually just turned 21 a month ago. Yay! Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> you're legal in every way now. So well, woo! I'll love, except for I can't rent a car, which is still so dumb. Oh yeah, that's right. 25. So never mind. <laughs> so silly. I don't get it. Like, I can buy cigarettes, but I can't drive a car, even though I've had my license since I was 15. Well, I don't want cigarettes, but right. I know, understand what like, you're saying. I know it's. I know silly. it's. Some things are just a little backwards. <laughs> we don't understand, but yeah, you, you, you could go to the military if you wanted to. <laughs> I could go. No, li- no. Listen, I could go learn. I could join the Air Force, become a, a pilot. I could literally pilot a plane, but they won't let me run a car. <laughs> understand it but I know what you mean so crazy Crazy. stuff yes it is crazy well tell the listeners um, what your website is where they can view your work and how to follow you on social media because I know there will be a lot of people that would um, would love to follow your journey and who knows maybe there's a collaborative person out there for you all right sounds good so my name is Maggie McDonald and my website is maggiemcdonaldart.com so um, my Instagram is at M-A-G-G-S-S-M-A-C dot A-R-T. So magsmac.art. Uh, that's it. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited that we had the opportunity to connect. And yeah, me too. This has been fun. It has been fun. And I just want to say thank you again for being one of the feature artists for my, it's really my back to school month um, <laughs> for featuring young up-and-coming artists or emerging artists and because so many times the young ones don't get a voice well thank you and I, um, I felt uh, you were very worthy of being featured Aww, so. so sweet awesome well keep doing what you're doing and we'll be thank in touch and I'll, I need Sounds to good. get over to see your shop and yeah, please do please come come on up and can I say one more thing sure yeah oh yeah okay please so do. please I heard um, this thing from my friend Jordan Hawkins. He's a local videographer, and he posted a whole video about celebrating where you're at, and it really, like, resonated with me. It was really impactful for, I don't know, I woke up one morning, and that's the first thing I saw, and it was, it inspired me so much. Anyway, so my encouragement to the rest of you artists out there is kind of along that line. So celebrate where you're at right now. You might not be exactly where you want to be, but um, your your past self is probably, is, like, so proud of who you are right now so like four years ago Maggie is would kill to be where I am right now you know so just celebrating where you are at the moment is so important and just being grateful and thankful for how far you've come you know and that's like that little that little bit of celebration is really um kind of what's gonna gonna fuel your future your future endeavors so keep it up folks you got it well Maggie I'm gonna check that video out and 
I just want you to know that that was an encouraging word for myself today. So thank you. I think a lot of people that will really um, be instrumental too. So we'll check that out. Jordan Hawkins, celebrate where you are at. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining me and keep up and uh, we'll be in touch soon. All right. Sounds good. You have a great day. Thank. Take care, hon. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Creative Conversations with Dion White. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can follow and subscribe to my podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, along with many others. We'll see you next time. Stay creating.